the Proverbs of Solomon from LetGodBeTrue.com Proverbs chapter 29 and verse 18 Where there is no vision, the people perish. But he that keepeth the law, happy is he. Hear the words of God and Solomon again. Where there is no vision, the people perish. But he that keepeth the law, happy is he. You need God's word. You need the Bible. This proverb is a great reminder. The Bible, the inspired scriptures of Jehovah, the only true and living God, is crucial for you. Without a revelation of God's will, mankind is desperately ignorant and will self-destruct. Individual examples of dysfunction are all around you, and God will soon destroy the world for its insane rebellion. Neglect the Bible to your own peril. Fulfillment and happiness are by keeping God's commandments, which can only be known by attention to the Bible. Your success and prosperity depend on you having a message from God. The lesson of this proverb is simple, but most are grossly misled by a false interpretation and foolish application. The hired gun, brought in by the ambitious pastor, tells the contented church, To be a big church, you need to think big. If you want to grow then you need to think growth. If you want to triple your attendance in two years, then you need to build an auditorium that size. If you can dream it, you can believe it. If you can believe it, you can achieve it. He goes to his next PowerPoint slide and declares, God agrees. The Bible says, where there is no vision, the people perish. Get a vision, people. Get a vision of tripling the size of your little church. Sign your pledge cards today and help your pastor get that multi-million dollar mortgage. You need a vision so your church won't dry up and disappear. Who has not heard this soundbite before? Where there is no vision, the people perish. The words of this proverb are well known, but the true meaning is little known. Here is one of the most abused verses in the Bible. This is the sound of words with no regard to the sense of words. May God save you from such ignorant and flippant use of the scriptures. This proverb is often corrupted to seduce churches to borrow large sums of money to finance unnecessary building projects. The vision of the proverb is supposedly a plan to grow the church in size, and the perishing of the proverb is continuing on the same course with a bought and paid for building. What a travesty of Bible interpretation! May the Lord bless you to read and understand the sense of this proverb as Ezra read and gave the true sense to Israel in Nehemiah chapter 8. As often in the book of Proverbs, the parallelism tells you that vision is the hearing and reading of God's word. A happy man is contrasted with people perishing, and the law of God is contrasted with no vision. 
There is nothing here in this proverb about dreaming or building plans for churches. The lesson is simple but powerful. God's word is a great blessing, and obeying it is the basis for true happiness. But where the word of God is not preached, the people will die in ignorance and folly from starvation for knowledge. Pray God to save you from such. This is the simple lesson of the proverb, and you should not let anyone corrupt this verse again. God at times may take his word away from his people. Consider the days of Samuel, who anointed David king of Israel. The word of the Lord, or a revelation from God, was rare in those days, and it was called a vision, as in this proverb. In general, God was not revealing himself and his will to Israel until Samuel arrived. God took his word away at other times also. Under King Asa, the nation of Judah had gone a long time without a teaching priest or the law of God. And during Josiah's reign, the law of God, which had been lost, was found during temple renovation. While in Babylon, God also took his word away from Israel. Jesus saw his own people, without faithful preaching, as sheep without a shepherd. Without the word of God to save him, man will worship totem poles, stop spanking children, teach reincarnation, believe he came from monkeys, burn children in sacrifice, eat a cracker god, kiss a stone in Mecca, worship buffalo, burn widows on funeral pyres, save baby seals while aborting baby humans, invent same-sex marriages, and so forth. Without God's word, men wander out of the way of understanding and remain in the congregation of the dead, to perish there under Satan's delusions. Consider modern history and where the greatest degree of human freedom prosperous living, and happy people existed, where the Bible was preached. When Paul preached at Lystra and Athens, he explained that God had allowed the Gentiles to walk in their own ignorant ways without his word for many generations. But he was now commanding men to repent of their ignorance. Without scripture, men will rush with greedy ambition into the vilest of lifestyles. In today's world, great sections of it are closed to the reading and preaching of God's Word. The Bible is generally restricted in Muslim, Hindu, Buddhist, and other nations. Where it is not read and preached, the people suffer in ignorance and folly of many kinds. Without God's Word, such nations are without hope religiously, and they cannot achieve a good measure of even natural progress. One-sixth of the world is Catholic, where until very recently its members were not allowed to read the Bible. The Mass, their only exposure to Scripture, was done in Latin. What superstitious ignorance! And this in the name of the Christian religion! Compare a Catholic country with those nations around it, and perishing by ignorance is quite visible. Since they did not receive the love of the truth, 
God sent them strong delusions to believe a lie, as it is written in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2. The logic is simple. Religious salvation is by calling upon the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. But how can they call without believing? And how can they believe without hearing? And how can they hear without a preacher? And how shall they preach without being sent? God has withdrawn His word from a world that rejected it. The Lord warned that one of His judgments is to take away the word of God and leave a people starving for Him in Scripture. The Lord said, My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. In Hosea chapter 4 and verse 6, He described the famine He will bring on a land. Not a famine of bread, but a famine for hearing God's word. In Amos chapter 8, Lord, help us. America is in such a condition. It fulfills the perilous times of the last days prophesied by Paul in a warning to Timothy in 2 Timothy chapters 3 and 4. Though having an information explosion with a geometric increase in facts and learning, there is no ability to identify or learn the truth. Most of America's Christians and churches think, look, and act like worldly pagans. False teachers are everywhere, deceiving and being deceived. Most Christians resent sound doctrine and truth, and they pay teachers and entertainers who will scratch their itching ears and lusts with fables. Real preaching is despised as an outdated, boring, and negative activity. Entertainment rules. There is no more vision. America is in the midst of a famine for God's word. Men are living dysfunctional and perverted lives and perishing in folly and ignorance. A few sincere Christians throughout the nation are starving to hear and understand the word of God but they cannot find it being taught anywhere. Confusion and error reign on any and every subject. The emphasis of most churches is on growth and programs with disdain for God's word. What is the cure? God-called men must preach the word of God faithfully and dogmatically. Scripture is completely sufficient to make every faithful minister perfectly prepared to instruct his people in all the wisdom of God. With the Bible as his handbook, a faithful man of God can destroy the errors and illusions of any people, for the word of God is a hammer and a fire. What is another cure? Honor faithful preaching of his word with a ready and receptive mind, and do not despise old-fashioned Bible teaching. Reject any move by your church to contemporary worship, and restore a proper emphasis on thundering messages from God's Word by ordained teachers. Review the great joy and national celebration that Israel had hearing and understanding preaching in Nehemiah chapter 8. What is another cure? Treasure God's Word as your greatest earthly possession and delight in its glorious words from heaven. Promote the Bible as the absolute and final authority on every subject where you can, in conscious defiance 
to this MTV generation and their obsession with fables and pleasure. Make sure you have a Bible version that you can trust at the word level to honor God. What else can you do? Humbly obey, in sincerity and truth, what you read and hear from the Bible, not merely complying outwardly by a religious ritual or habit. Let others see your true conviction about Scripture by your obedience to it. What else? Show the true joy, peace, and hope in believing that will cause others to be encouraged and ask a reason of your hope. Those under the influence of the Holy Spirit at Pentecost did not count their vision a light thing. By obeying the Bible and having a blessed life, you will do much to promote it to others. There is great reward in heaven and obeying the word of God. Moses told Israel that the precious revelation they had received from God was their wisdom and understanding above other nations. It was their righteousness and means for his blessing, and it was even their very lives. Building on this solid foundation will prepare you well for life's storms that will surely come. Jesus said regarding his preaching, If ye know these things, happy are ye if ye do them. He even told a woman that hearing and keeping the word of God was a greater blessing than being his own mother. And James added that the blessing is for those who hear and do the word of God. Make sure you are a doer, listener. The Holy Scriptures and the faithful preaching of them provide more value to a people than any other blessing. For obeying God's word saves from horrible ignorance and trouble, leads to the highest peace, prosperity, and pleasure possible in this world, and contains all the spiritual instruction to prepare for the next world. It teaches men how to walk with God in confidence of eternal life and personal fellowship with Him. Glory! The Lord Jesus Christ rose from the dead and ascended to the right hand of God. There He received great gifts and spoil for His victory over sin and death. And He has in turn given these gifts of ministerial ability and authority to preach the Scriptures to His people and churches. Rejoice and be exceeding glad that you have seen the beautiful feet and heard the joyful sound. Dear listener, do you love, appreciate, read, and obey the Bible as you should? It is your life. Without it, you will perish. Neglect it to the peril of life and soul. It is your happiness. Exalt the Bible to the joyful blessing of your own life and that of your family. Your fulfillment and happiness in all things, both natural and spiritual, depend on it. Amen.